What is it you wanted me to reconcile myself to? I was born here almost 60 years ago. I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It's taken my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want for your progress? That quote, that, no, the clip that you just heard. Actually, let me go ahead and start with a quote from his, which I think is important. To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be enraged almost all of the time. From James James Baldwin. Hashtag Ahmaud Arbery. Hashtag Breonna Taylor. Hashtag Tatiana Jefferson. And I say that begrudgingly because my people are not, will not be regulated to just hashtags. We are more than just hashtags, but it seems to be the theme in this climate in 2020. The quote that I just read, the clip, and again, the clip that you just heard was from the um, distinct uh, James Baldwin. He is a American um, playwright, poet, activist. Um, his perspectives and intake and insight on um, race, sexuality, and class in the U.S. James Baldwin is someone that we read, I read, in college, high school, and even now. And he is just a notable person to know because a lot of his insight from the mid 20th century is still applicable to what we are going through in the 21st century. And uh, I just wanted to start the podcast off with that. So let's go. Let's get one more in from Mr. Baldwin. If any white man in the world says, give me liberty or give me death, The entire white world applauds. When a black man says exactly the same thing, he is judged a criminal and treated like one, and everything possible is done to make an example of this bad nigger so there won't be any more like him. The story of the Negro in America is the story of America. It is not a pretty story. Most of the white Americans I've ever encountered Sure, they have nothing but ever against Negroes. That's really not the question. Really, it's kind of apathy and ignorance. You don't know what's happening on the other side of the world because you don't want to know. In America, I was free only in battle, never free to rest. We need to take action, any kind of action, by any means necessary. They needed us to pick the cotton, and now they don't need us anymore. Now they don't need us, they're going to kill us all off. There are days when you wonder 
What your role is in this country and what your future is in it. I can't be a pessimist because I'm alive. The question you've got to ask yourself, the white population of this country has got to ask itself, is why it was necessary to have a nigger in the first place. Because I'm not a nigger. I'm a man. But if you think I'm a nigger, it means you need it. And you got to find out why. And the future of the country depends on that. You all just heard from the prolific and esteemed American novelist James Baldwin. That man is an icon in the black literature space. He is a playwright, a poet, an activist, a essayist. He is a um, someone you should know for the culture. Just if you are someone who is interested and cares about the black diaspora he is a person that you should know you know i read about him in college i read about him just period like he's someone you just should know like he explored the push the envelope and pushed on the intricacies of race sexuality and just class and and he was just a notable author again playwright um poet just like James Baldwin is like the who can I equate to him he is you know what I I and you know what let me rephrase because I don't want to use that term well he's like da-da-da-da. no He's like James Baldwin. James Baldwin is himself in his own right. So I don't want to use, I don't, I don't like to use the comparison of, well, he's just like the, you know, how some people say, um, you know, if a black chef was dope and some, and people are like, well, she's like the Martha Stewart. No, I don't, I don't, we don't, we don't want to compare the black excellence of a XYZ person or or a chef or a connoisseur or or a marketer to someone white. Like they're they're not comparable to someone who is white. They are excellent in their own um lane. Just like James Baldwin is excellent in his own lane. Just like Little Richard is himself, just himself excellent in his own lane. And I use Little Richard because today is May 20th. And Little Richard passed away a little over a week ago. And often, sometimes what happens is white media will try to diminish who they were and what their contributions were to the industry. But we, with voices and platforms, are not going to let that happen. Little Richard was an icon. Little Richard was an icon in his own right. He was the king and inventor of rock and roll. And while other platforms and other mediums will try to tell you that... 
uh, what's the guy? What's the guy from Vegas? Uh, Elvis. Yeah, they'll try to tell you that Elvis was the um, uh, what did they call that? Elvis was the he wasn't. It was Little Richard, real Little Richard, and the Rolling Stones, and uh, um. It was some other white bands that were mentioned. Um, they were all um, students of Little Richard. Little Richard was the inception of rock and roll. He was the king. He was the person who started this whole rock and roll thing. And then you had these other artists that came along and were taught by him and and um, learned from him and learned from his excellence and learned from his androgyny he we will not allow and I will not allow at least with my platform to let that be known like little Richard as far as I know and learned that this man taught so many people um, and if you give me two seconds, I will go ahead and look for that clip <laughs> so that you can see, not see, um, and I apologize, so that you can hear and see what little Richard talked about as him being one of the, uh, I don't want to say inventors. I'm trying to think of the best term to use for rock and roll. He was someone that was um, kind of procrastinating here because I'm looking for on Instagram a clip to talk to you about Little Richard and what his contributions were to the rock and roll industry and there was a clip that I saw about several days ago where he was being interviewed and the gentleman was like hey you were influenced by da 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 da, da. and then little Richard retorted and was just like no these people were influenced by me, and here's why, and here's who. And I was just, I, you know, I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't know, because I didn't know. I'm like, I'm not a rock and roll person. I'm not a rock and roll, like, just enthusiast, if you will. I want to go ahead and get into the but I wanted to preface you and to give a disclaimer to let you know that the sound may sound a little different because I am in a different space and I didn't have all my technical equipment with me so I, let me apologize before we go ahead and get into this segment because I was in a different um, environment and I didn't have all my equipment with me. And I also had my meditation relaxation music on. So uh, 
I think, not I think, just go ahead and go back and enjoy the episode. If you do have problems with the sound, please send me feedback at betonablackwoman at gmail.com. Let's get it. So I'm coming to you from a different location and I want to preface slash apologize that the sound quality may sound a little bit different. That's because I'm in a different space and I don't have my microphone and I have my YouTube yoga meditation app playing in the background. And I apologize if if it's an ear sore and I'm trying to adjust because listening is theater of the mind, right? But I wanted to come on to talk to you about my most recent interview. And, you know, this podcast, Sap Jackson's podcast is about her, my job searching journey. And uh, I wanted to come on and share with you my journey, right? So today, well, the last episode, I talked to you guys about a job prospect that I was, had um, positive aspirations for. and, And unfortunately, it didn't turn out to be... I didn't get the job. And when I heard the feedback, I was just like, and I, you know, I try to be this positive person or optimist sometimes. And I try not to be the negative Nancy. And I try not to be critical of the feedback. If I get feedback from the recruiter or from the person that I talk with, but guys, Full disclosure, like I've been doing this for a minute, unfortunately, and it's just like ache. I know the tricks of the trade. I know the feedback. I know. I know the tricks of the game. I take feedback. I do. Um, and in this instance, I was given a piece of feedback that I will take into consideration as well. But this most recent interview, I was looking forward to it. I interviewed with three different people and it was for a marketing firm and there's and there it was for a marketing firm but they had a specific niche that they focused on they focused specifically on a particular type of client and I'm like okay um so I interviewed with one of the partners he liked me that was the feedback that we got but his feedback you guys I swear to you, is that he thought I was too professional. I'm gonna say that again. He thought I. He told the recruiter that he, that he thought I was too professional, and he felt like in this time right now that we're all working remotely because you know I would have to work remotely tentative, tentative, tentatively. That if we were to get back in the office, I wouldn't be able to adapt because they thought I was too professional. I know my mouth fell to the ground. So I'm just like, okay, do I need to just dumb myself down and sound like a broken fucking slave or something? I've never, I don't want to say I've never heard that before. I've actually heard that before. They thought I was too professional or too polished. So, um, 
And I also interview with someone, she was 25, 26 year old. And while that shouldn't have a bearing on me and it doesn't, but it does speak to how someone who's 25, 26 feels like they should be acting. Um, this is just my perception because I talked to a woman who was probably late 30s, early 40s, and me and her clicked right away, same age range. And then I talked to the partner. He was obviously way older than me and uh, the other person. We clicked right away. But then this 25, 26-year-old who seemingly felt the need to be so stoic and so I need to ask her hard questions which I answered to the best of my ability this was the person who thought my answers were too scripted I'm like okay I'll, I'll take that into consideration but then she also thought one of the questions that she asked me was, you know, why are you freelancing or why are you um, consulting? And in my mind, I'm just like, what the fuck? That's what I wanted to say, because any person in their right mind, if they see your resume, they can deduce that if they see how long you've been consulting, they can deduce that like, OK. Yeah, okay. Deducing meaning what I told her was this is livelihood. This is my this is livelihood purposes. This is why I'm consulting. I'm not independently wealthy, at least not yet. And I say that to interviewers when they ask that question in jest, but not really in jest, because you know, we all aspire to work for ourselves we all aspire to be independently wealthy in some way at least i think we do we don't aspire to work for someone else for the rest of our lives at least i think we do and the question that and i put emphasis on her age because it's like she really acted her age in our in our conversation um she asked me Hey, well, you talked about being independently wealthy. How do you see XYZ company helping you get to be independently wealthy? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't fucking see XYZ company helping me get independently wealthy. What company do you see getting you, getting you to the point where you want to be independently wealthy? No company, right? And I say that because this young lady, again, her age, this is the only company that she's ever worked at. Uh, She was given this position. She was literally given this position. She didn't have to interview for it. Um, Her mom works at the company. So you can understand my little bit of frustration in interviewing for this young lady. Literally emphasis on young lady because every everything that she asked me and everything she she talked about was just like okay okay and it made me feel like she yes she's vested in this company and I get it 
but everybody she's vested in this company in a way that this company was her life at the age of 25 26 that's how it felt and i may be wrong so for those of you who are listening to me and hearing my mini vent mini vent v-e-n-t uh reach out bet on a black woman at gmail.com and let me know what you think let me know if i am like sabrina this is too much sab you're you're top no no just take the criticism and move on or you can reach me on twitter at sab sab underscore 1908 be be really interested in interested to hear your thoughts on it but i also wanted to come and talk to you about an interview that i had today with the company my interview was at like five o'clock this afternoon then it was for like an hour and a half and it went really well it did it went really well i was scared and looking forward to it towards the end of my interview because he confirmed the interview via text so that gave me a little bit of trepidation but then he also said um in the text message he said let me pull it up really quickly he said hey your in-person interview with XYZ company for the role of marketing manager is scheduled for uh, this time, 5 p.m. on this date, this address, suite number, et cetera, et cetera. And then he put dress code is business casual. Please ask for XYZ upon your arrival. And towards the end of my interview, I said, in as, towards the end of my interview, I asked James, I said, James, his name is James. I said, James, you text me and asked me uh, or in the interview or in the uh, message to uh, dress code is business casual. And I'm like any company that in my mind, I'm like any company that has to tell you to dress business casual. That's another red flag. I'm like, why should a company have to tell you to dress business casual? That should just go without saying. But clearly that doesn't go without saying. So I asked him, I was like, you asked me to dress business casual. Um, typically that should go without saying. <laughs> so do you have people that come that aren't dressed business casual? And he looked at me and he kind of smirked and laughed a little bit. And he was just like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, really? I was like, you have people that come to the interview not dressed appropriately and he's just like yes (laughs) and he smirked and laughed but it was in again in jest but i'm like oh okay i just thought it was such a shocker that that at least that's been my experience like any company that has to tell you to dress business casual maybe that's not the company for you but This particular company um, shifted my thoughts and perceptions or preconceived notions about who and what they are because the interview was the interview was good. The interview was good. The interviewers were good. Everything was good. 
right? So I, I was just uh, taken aback by that a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think back to, so yeah, that, that's where we are. So I, they said that they would have a status for me by the 29th. Today is the 22nd of May. So I will keep you updated on that, but I just wanted to come on let you know that the job search is still going. I'm still... I'm still doing my best, you guys. I'm still doing my best. And I want to share with you, but I don't want to share with you. Because I told you guys I stay with my sister. I've been staying with her for uh, about a little over a year now. And I appreciate and I love my sister. And she knows that I am trying hard like hell so I can get the hell out of her place and get my own place again because I miss my apartment like crazy but I had to move out to downsize because trying to maintain that apartment and paying the bills for that apartment was affecting me mentally and it was straining me it's mentally draining me in so many ways that I I I had to do something, right? You have to do something. And I had to be smart about it and say, okay, move out, save money, uh, reduce your stress. Because my stress level was just astronomical. I'm pretty sure it's still astronomical. So much so, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I weigh about 112, 113 now. I'm five foot three and I weigh 112. To me, that is ridiculous because I didn't weigh that much. Like my drawers, my underwear is falling off me. My shorts are falling off me. My pants are falling off me. And some people would be excited about that and happy about that but that's not something that I'm happy about and excited about like I had to go get new fitted pants like I have workout pants that I wear and um I had to go get a smaller size that fit perfectly and again, most women or people would smile about that, but I'm not. I like my little booty. I like my little hips. I like my little weight. I like my little figure. I still have my figure, but it's a smaller figure in a smaller package. And obviously that is in part to stress. Uh, so this week in my hometown these two twins were accepted into 57 schools they got over they received more than they were accepted into 57 schools they received more than a million dollars in scholarships their names were Ariana Ariana 
and I forget the girl's names. Ariana, let me Google it really quickly while I have you on the phone. Ariana, because I want Ariana and Ariel. I think those are their names. Yeah, Ariana and Ariel. They were accepted into. Initially, I saw 57 colleges, but it was 37 colleges, so I apologize. And they received one million dollars in scholarships, and they are twin sisters, and they were waiting on the final word from the school that they were graduating from to be considered for valedictorian and salutatorian. And out of all of the 37, 38 schools, 38, 37 schools they were accepted into, they decided to go to Marquette, which disappointed me. Marquette is a local school, so they decided to stay in Milwaukee and go to school in Milwaukee. I was disappointed because you guys, you ladies were accepted into all these colleges and all these scholarships and you decided to stay locally? Like, a part of college is being, going away from home and experiencing what it's like to be independent and outside of your home and experience something different. Like, anytime I'm outside of Milwaukee, which is where I'm from, I can always tell when someone is from Milwaukee by the way that they comport themselves, by the way that they dress, by the way that they talk. And I am a huge proponent of get the fuck out of Milwaukee. Go experience something else. Get the fudge out of that city. And I'm just like looking at these young ladies and I'm like, they both got lace fronts and I'm like please get the fuck out of Milwaukee I mean lace fronts aren't regulated to just Milwaukee but get the F out of Milwaukee please but they don't they don't want to they don't want to and it's like you guys are probably going to get into the same ish that you got into when you were in high school and granted they stuck to their guns they achieved, they graduated a million dollars with the scholarships, but like I feel like the city is just going to continue to, not continue to, but bring them down even more because they are a success story. And people in Milwaukee who aren't in that caliber of success like to bring other people down. And that's what I worry about for these two young ladies, these two beautiful, cutie, patootie young ladies. So I am going to wish Ariana and Ariel the best. I just hope that uh, they made the right decision, right? I just hope they made the right decision. All right, let's see what else. Uh, oh, real quick. Well, no, no, that, that, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Of, there's something that I saw on LinkedIn about like freelancing and consulting, and I've been freelance slash consulting 
and I saw a recruiter on LinkedIn to say, don't see freelance anymore because companies are apprehensive and reluctant to hire you if you have freelance on your resume because they figure, okay, if you've been doing your own work, what would make them think that you would want to work for them long-term permanently? And I get it, so I'm just like, let me just shift on my resume to say consultant instead of freelance, right? Okay, so I did that. Um, but not, but guys, this has been a journey for me and I'm so glad that you are rocking with me as I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm sitting here looking up articles and researching articles and updating my notes for Brown Versations, the show that I told you that I am on and do on Facebook. I do every other week. We have an episode coming up on Monday, May 25th, and we have another episode coming up on May 28th. So, how have you been? How are you holding up? How is coronavirus? affecting you if it is at all how are you holding up mentally like I could sit here and talk about Ahmad, Aubrey and Brianna but I we're gonna do that on Brown Versations on May 28th I don't want to talk about it now because it's a lot uh just a lot can I just vent to you guys for a second? If, if that's okay. So Brianna Taylor. Out of Louisville, Kentucky. Was senselessly shot to death because of some gun-toting thug of police officers. Just Google her, Brianna, B-R-E-O-N-N-A, Taylor. And you'll get the full story. So again, like I said, we're gonna, I, myself, and my co-host, and we're gonna have a few guests to come and talk about protecting our peace during this pandemic and just how we're going to protect our peace. So with that, I just wanted to come on and say, hey, give me an update. enjoy talking to you guys and I appreciate you tuning in so with that please continue to rock with your girl if you want if you have questions shoot me an email at betonablackwoman at gmail.com you can also reach out to me at sabjackson.com my website and you can also reach out to me on twitter I'm on twitter at sab underscore 1908 at gmail.com Thank you for listening. 
continue to subscribe. Thank you for subscribing, rather. But I also would love for you to share. I am on Stitcher. I am on Apple. I am on Spotify. All of your podcast platforms. Not all, but some podcast platforms. So with that, thank you for rocking out with me. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.